Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode 107 of the Nourishing Amy podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me this morning or today if you're not listening to this episode when it is just being released. I have a Monday motivation episode for you today because I thought it's been a little while, right, in between Monday motivation episodes and I've been doing a few reels over on my Instagram that have been getting quite a bit of traction and people commenting and sending me messages saying that they've really been enjoying the little tips that I've been giving out and that it helps them to just make things like feeling less overwhelmed and less stressed and including time for themselves more achievable. And they might just pick like one thing that I'm suggesting out of like the five or six things and focus on that. And I think that's also been a really cool takeaway from the glow up when we did the 30 day refresh together was that yes, there was 30 days of different actions or activities to be doing and focusing on. But then upon reflection out of those 30 days, what we have also then been doing is thinking about, okay, well, what ones really resonated with me and sat with me? What did I really love? And what do I want to continue on doing? So last week for me, look, I do have to admit it was a bit of a fail about halfway through the week, but I stuck to it for the first few days was no phone free, uh, sorry, phone free time in the mornings for half an hour. Because for me, I realized that yes, like, you know, my phone is my work as well, but that can also get very distracting. And I really recognize that that time in the morning before Ollie wakes up and the house is just quiet. It's just my me time. And then once Ollie's up, it's like, go, go, go basically for the rest of the day. And so much of my focus is outwards of myself, whether it's on Ollie or the housework or my work and my clients and my workshops and, you know, all of the things. And then Aaron gets home and we're doing dinner and you know what it's like. So I really, really love that time in the mornings. And I realized that I was prioritizing scrolling on my phone and creating excuses like, well, this is for work. Like I just need to do this one thing for work. Um, But that excuse was then turning into, you know, extra time spent on the phone, which meant that I was prioritizing that over time for myself, which didn't feel good for me. So you might recognize that there is a bit of a language shift there that I like to bring in where I look at, well, what am I prioritizing here? Not what do I not have time for? Because it would be so easy for me to just say, well, I haven't had time for myself lately. But that is such a thinking trap and a thinking pattern that honestly, we all get stuck in and like I do it too. So I totally get it. But we need to be realistic and think about, okay, well, what am I over prioritizing in other points of the day or other habits? What other habits am I over prioritizing? Maybe there's some, you know, quotation bad habits that are starting to sneak in. And can I look at 
maybe not necessarily cutting those things out altogether. If you like your phone time and all of that kind of stuff, that's great. You don't need to stop being on your phone altogether. And I know I've spoken about this a few times on my Instagram and on my podcast and things like that, but it's about looking at, well, what would balance look like for me then if I do start to think about, okay, yes, I would still like to have my phone time because that's a way that helps me to just like wind down, de-stress in the afternoons or the evenings after a big day. I know like a lot of my clients and myself, we all talk about this, you know, it's it's that way to just kind of switch our brains off and to just do a bit of a mindless scroll or watch some YouTube videos or chuck some reality TV on, things like that. In no way should we stop doing those things altogether, but it's like, okay, when is this getting to a point that it's throwing my balance out a little bit in my life and what would I like to be prioritizing to help me to feel really good? Geez, we're four minutes into the episode already and I haven't even gotten to what we're going to be talking about, but I think that's a little segue into what I am going to be talking about today, which is five really simple and easy ways to feel less overwhelmed. And I'm also going to chuck in at the end a few ways that you can include some self-love and self-care into your week that is hopefully going to feel easy for you and feel achievable for you. So this five ways to feel less overwhelmed again was one of the reels that I was getting a lot of comments and messages back from with people saying they were really enjoying the tips and that it felt really easily accessible for them. And like I said, they've kind of just picked one or two of these things that they're like, okay, this is what I want to focus on this week. And this is something that's going to help me to feel good. And I think that it's important to note that we can get this all or nothing perspective or this black or white perspective of, so say, for example, if you're like, okay, three of those things sound really good to me. I'm going to do all of those three things every day this week. And then something happens and you have a really big day and it's like Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday and you fall off the wagon a little bit. You don't end up doing one or two of those things. And then you feel like, oh God, like I've ruined it now. That's our black or white thinking or our all or nothing thinking coming in. And what we want to do is bring in a little bit more compassion and empathy and just realize that life happens, you know, like things are always going to be happening around you. You can't control everything that happens and there's going to be things that throw off your weeks. And I think when we can be realistic about that and we can acknowledge and accept that that's going to happen and it's okay and it's very normal, that then we can bring in again that sense of feeling a bit more centered and balanced within yourself of like, it's okay, I've been a bit thrown off. It doesn't mean my whole week's ruined. It doesn't mean that I need to start um, embarking in, you know, the negative self-talk and the self-doubt and all of that kind of stuff and feeling bad about not doing these things. It's like, all right, I recognize something threw me off. What would it look like for me to jump back on track now this afternoon or tomorrow morning? What does my day look like for me tomorrow so that I am back in back on track and feeling less overwhelmed and less stressed? Because I know personally for myself, when I'm feeling less overwhelmed and less stressed, it means that I have less reactive behaviors. I'm less snappy and irritable. I'm more calm. I'm more present with whatever the activity is that I'm doing and whether that is doing my meal prep, cleaning the house, being present with Ollie and playing with him, um, doing my work, all of those different things. I'm present with those things. I'm enjoying those activities instead of feeling like I've got a hundred different tabs open in my brain. And yes, I'm like doing something, but I'm also somewhere else in my brain thinking about what I have on next. And I know that a lot of you that are listening will really resonate with that idea and that feeling of like, okay, I've, I'm doing this thing and then I've got this and then I've got this and then I've got this. 
So there's a few other podcast episodes that are going to be relevant for this. I think the Holt Theory episode that I just released um, in the last episode is episode 106. That is going to tie in with this as well because falling back on that Holt Theory is going to be something that helps you to just get back to the absolute basics when you are feeling overwhelmed. So that's going to be a really good episode, but also how to amplify your to-do list, which I can have a very quick scroll back and have a look at what podcast episode that was for you. Um, But that episode will help you because it means that hopefully your to-do list isn't going to feel super overwhelming for you. Um, And it's something that feels like it just fits into your days. And again, that black or white or all or nothing thinking isn't something that's going to feel all consuming for you. So that is episode 104 for that to-do list episode. Now, I feel like I actually haven't really put a lot of thought into a recommendation this week, so I'm going to skip that. I do have another podcast episode coming on Thursday as well. So I'll give you my recommendation then. To be honest, it's just been, there's been a lot of things happening and I do talk about that in Thursday's episode as well. And I just wanted to release an episode because it's been a few weeks for you guys. And I love the Monday motivations because I know for me, they help me to just reset my brain, especially if I know that when I'm looking at my calendar or my list of appointments and work and things like that for the week on the Monday, and it's feeling a bit overwhelming or a bit like, well, there's a lot on. I know that these Monday motivation uh, episodes and mindset changes and things for me help me to just feel a bit more like, all right, I'm productive, I'm proactive, I know what's happening, and I'm not feeling so stressed. So let's jump into five ways to feel less overwhelmed. My first tip for you, and this does fall back on um, that amplifying your Uh, to-do list podcast episode is planning your week on a Sunday or a Monday. So if you haven't planned your week already and you're listening to this on Monday when it's being released, sit down if you can at some point today, if you have an opportunity, maybe in your lunch break while you're at work or while the kids are napping, or maybe this evening once the day is starting to wind down, have a look at your calendar, open up your calendar, open up your diary, have a look at appointments that you've got on, have a think about your to-do list plan your week out and just set it out. Maybe if you're like me and you're a bit of a list person or you like writing things down, grab out your actual physical diary or your weekly planner or whatever it is that you have. If you're not so much a physical writing out person and you've got your Google calendar or whatever it is, plan your week out. So do your appointments, your all of the like things that you're fitting in, what time you're working. If you're like me and you have clients, what time your clients are, what appointments you have on. Have you got doctor's appointments, dentist appointments? Are you catching up with friends? All that kind of stuff. And then do your, the words have escaped me. What am I thinking of? To-do list, of course, duh. Um, so then thinking about, okay, well, I've got all of these appointments and all of my kind of stuff written out in time blocks, but what are my to-dos within all of these things? So I know for me, like, yes, I might have three hours scheduled in for work in a time block, but then I also think about, okay, well, what am I actually going to get done in that three hours? So maybe I'm recording a podcast episode, planning Instagram content, creating Pinterest content for BU. Um, maybe I've got some one-on-one clients. Maybe I'm creating some workbooks and replying to emails, doing admin and I don't know, organizing a workshop, you know, all of the things like, obviously that's very specific to what I do for work, but thinking about if you do have some time blocked in there for something in particular, for an activity in particular, is there a to do if you're scheduling in time to like clean and tidy the house? 
What does that actually look like? Are you going to do a wardrobe cull? Are you vacuuming and mopping the floors? Are you cleaning the kitchen? Are you cleaning the bathroom? Actually setting that out and setting specific actions means that there is less time for procrastination. Now, if procrastination is something that you notice coming up for you and kind of a bit of self-sabotage, that's exactly what Thursday's podcast episode is going to be about. So definitely tune in on Thursday because I'm going to be talking about the actual two different parts of the brain that come into procrastination and you're really going to learn about why it happens. You're going to actively be able to feel it and see it happening for you and you're really going to be able to call yourself out on it and actually move past procrastination and just call it out for what it is. So I'm really excited for Thursday's episode. But one of the things that I do find that helps me with that is setting out those actual time blocked activities so that, okay, yes, I've got a general task like cleaning the house or doing some work, but specifically what is it that I'm going to be doing with that? Now, my next tip is a really easy one, and it is actually something I've mentioned on the podcast episode before, but set your clothes out the night before for the next day. So what are you doing in the morning? Are you doing a workout and you want to set your workout clothes out? Are you heading to work? You're getting up and going straight to work, so you set your work clothes out. Maybe you're doing a workout and then going to work, so you get workout clothes and your work clothes out. So whatever the case may be, again, that touches back on decision fatigue, which is a podcast episode that I have also done before. I can go back and have a little bit of a scroll through and find that for you too. But again, setting your clothes out the night before is one less thing for you to be doing, Um the the next day, which means it's one less decision that you need to be making. So that is podcast episode 98, which is all about decision fatigue and that general feeling of like brain fog. And like when you get to the afternoon and you're just like, oh my God, I can't even think. I don't even know if someone was to say, hey, what do you want to have for dinner? We need to go and do the grocery shopping. You're just like, uh, I don't know. I can't even think. I'm not even sure. So doing things like setting your clothes out the night before, maybe things like for some of my friends, for some of my clients, it's things like um, packing the kids' lunch boxes the night before. It's doing the kitchen tidy the night before. It's anything that you can be proactively doing for yourself that is going to help you to feel more organized and less stressed the next day. And one easy thing that you can be doing is setting your clothes out the night before. That's another thing that's going to help you to reduce procrastination as well, because it's like, well, it's just ready to go. Like I'm up, I'm dressed, I'm ready for my day. I'm getting it done. Um, my next tip for you to feel less overwhelmed is to say no to something this week. So when you're writing out your plan for the week, when you are doing your to-do list, if you're having a look at activities that are booked in, if you're catching up with somebody, if you've said yes to something, if there's a meeting coming up that you're feeling really stressed or overwhelmed about something, just look at your calendar and think, how do I actually feel when I'm looking at all of these things that I have scheduled in? Can you say no to something this week? And it doesn't have to be a no altogether. It doesn't need to be rude. It doesn't need to be spiteful. But we're saying no, thank you. Or what about this and providing an alternative? I'm not available at this time, but this other time does suit me really well. Let's move it to here instead. So maybe there's a catch up with a friend that you've organized, but you're realizing geez, like I'm really not going to be feeling present that day because I've got a lot of other stuff on. I really do want to catch up with that friend and I would love to be really present with that person 
it's just not feeling like it's going to happen on that day. When is an alternative for you? Were you going to be catching up for a morning coffee? Maybe you can change it for that afternoon instead, or maybe you can change it to the weekend so that you're feeling a little bit less, less stressed, like whatever it is. Is there an alternative solution that can work for both parties, whether that is something at work, whether it's something with a friend, or it's just something in your life that you have said yes to? Is there an alternative that you can offer that is going to work for both parties? Or is it actually just a straight out no for now? And then there's something else that you can organize in the future that you can reschedule in the future. Maybe not necessarily this week. Maybe it's next week, next month. So just think about really get into that kind of intuitive feeling of like, how do I actually feel? Now, of course, there's going to be things that are quite non-negotiable. Maybe it's a regular work meeting or a presentation that you've got, stuff like that. So we're not being unrealistic. We're not canceling on everything. But again, just getting back into that intuition of like, how do these things feel for me this week? And is there something that I want to be saying no to? Now, something that really got a beautiful emotional response when I did my most recent workshop and the mini retreat with Bell Movement, which was absolutely amazing. And I had the most beautiful opportunity to be speaking in front of 30 amazing women was this idea that sometimes it feels really hard to say no, or it feels really hard to prioritize ourselves. Like there was this general consensus of like, I get it. Like I understand what you're saying. We were talking about you know, prioritizing ourselves and what the different types of self-care look like and why it's important to be including these things. And this general idea of like, I understand what you're saying. I get it. Like, I know all of this stuff, but I feel guilty and it feels really hard. And so we kind of ran through then what I ran through was the two different types of selfishness. And that really resonated with some of the ladies there and really kind of started, we really started to understand, I get this now, like I understand why this is important and how I can feel empowered to be saying no to some things or to be finding time to prioritize myself as well. So I'm going to run through that with you really quickly now. Bit of a tangent, I wasn't going to, but I think it's going to be really helpful for this episode. So a lot of the time when we're thinking about prioritizing time for ourselves, saying yes to ourselves, that type of thing, um, it can feel like we start to feel guilty. It's like there's so many other things that I should be prioritizing or that I need to be getting done and that kind of stuff. Now, if you do find that you're getting stuck with some of that language as well, definitely jump over and download the Glow Up ebook. Um, it's free to download. The links are on my Instagram or you can just go straight to my website at amyrankin.com and the language change section is right there for you and it talks you through all of this stuff. So I'm not going to spend too much time touching on that now. But what we want to be thinking about is when we're starting to get caught up in the like it doesn't feel achievable or it just I feel like I just don't have time for myself this week, what we want to do is start to get clear on the difference between traditional selfishness and healthy selfishness because we feel guilty, we feel a bit selfish taking time for ourselves sometimes. And so what this can look like is recognizing that, okay, we've got our traditional idea of selfishness and this is you know, anything that can be seen as really rude or mean or cutthroat. It's like that traditional idea of selfishness that maybe you see in the movies or on TV shows. It's that selfish that you're worried about being, right? That's part of the guilt that can come in. Now, what we want to do is start to recognize the difference then between this idea of healthy selfishness that I'd really love for you to start to remember and embody is that 
Our traditional selfishness is putting myself first to the detriment of other people. So putting myself first to the detriment of others. Now then we have on the opposite hand here, healthy selfishness, which is putting myself first to the benefit of me and everybody else around me. Because when you start to realize that if I lean into this healthy selfishness, yes, there is going to be times that I am prioritizing me and I am thinking about me and putting me first and how I'm feeling and my mental health. But what that is actually doing is it's prioritizing myself and benefiting me to help me feel better. But what's the flow on effect and what's the impact of that on everybody else around you? Whether we're talking about close and immediate family, whether we're talking about friends, whether we're talking about work colleagues and just the general public that you come into contact with, can you recognize that this idea of healthy selfishness can come in and that you start to be a better person? You start to feel like a better person within you, which means that the positive impact and the beautiful impact that that has on those people around you, whether you know them or not, and how that can positively impact their day and how they're feeling is also such a beautiful thing. So not only are you positively helping yourself, but you're positively helping other people around you as well. And that was something that really started to reduce that feeling of guilt for a lot of the women that were at the mini retreat with Bell Movement was that idea of like, oh yeah, like I do actually see that it's not actually just about me with this. It is about the other people around me too. And it does help them. And I love that idea. So that is hopefully going to be something that can help you to feel a little more empowered to say no to something this week. Now, something else that's going to help you to feel uh, less overwhelmed this week, this is tip number four, is taking time to stop and just breathe for 30 seconds each day. Now, this one sounds so simple, but the reason that this is so important is because we don't pay a lot of attention a lot of the time to our physiological body during the day. So the way that our body is moving, the actions that we're taking, the very subconscious or automatic responses that our body is having. A lot of the time, this is things like our heart rate and how fast we're breathing. Maybe it might be that if you think about if you're running late for something and you're You've gotten out of the car, you've parked your car wherever you need to be, and you are running late for an appointment or a work meeting. When you get out of that car, what is your physiology like as you're walking to that appointment or that meeting? A lot of the time, the walking is very quick. Now that can trigger your heart rate speeding up. It can trigger your breathing to be a bit quicker. It can trigger thinking and thoughts like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. Hurry up, like move out of my way. Please get out of my way. I'm in a hurry, like quick, quick, quick. I'm running late. Those types of things. Even me just talking and saying that out loud and thinking about that scenario, I can feel that my heart rate has increased a little bit and my breathing increased a little bit. We so subconsciously change our physiology without even realizing. And what that is doing is giving signals to your brain that you feel stressed, rushed, overwhelmed. And then what we want to be thinking about is, well, what's the flow and effect from that? What is my reactive behavior to that? Am I snappy? Am I irritable? Am, am I not present? Am I a bit flighty? Do I get a bit frazzled? Am I present? Am I able to articulate myself well in these moments? Probably not so much. So what we want to do is stop and just breathe for 30 seconds 
every day this week. So that might look like setting a reminder on your phone. Maybe it's at your lunch break. Maybe it's at 3 p.m. Maybe you just take 30 seconds when you get home from work and you pull into your driveway and you just breathe for 30 seconds and then you jump out of the car and get stuck into the afternoon routine and the evening routine. So whatever it looks like for you, can you take that time? Because what focusing on your breathing can do, it brings you out of that fight or flight response and it brings you back into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest. It starts to decrease your heart rate. It starts to bring you back down. It helps you to feel less flighty, less frazzled, more calm, more centered, more balanced, a more a less reactive version of yourself, which I mean, I know I want that for me. <laughs> so I'm assuming that you would like that for yourself too. Now, my very last tip is plan out your day the night before with times. So if you're a list person like me, and also if you're somebody that feels a bit like, okay, I've got three main things on, but those three main things have a lot of little things. What I am encouraging you to do is, yes, planning your week out on the Sunday or Monday, and yes, doing your to-do list, but maybe that actually looks like For me, it's sitting in bed the night before with my phone and just jumping into the notes section in my phone and just like brain dumping. Okay, these are all of my things to do tomorrow. I am getting up at 6 a.m. I'm having a shower and doing my skincare, washing my face um, at like in between 6 and 6.15. And then I'm dressed at 6.15. I'm doing my workout from 6.15 till 6.45. I'm sitting down and doing my to-do list if I need to add anything else in. Um, at 6.45 till 6.50. I'm cooking Ollie's breakfast from 6.50 till 7 o'clock and Ollie's getting up at 7 a.m. Like whatever those things are, it can be really helpful, again, to be reducing things like procrastination and to just be feeling a lot more productive and give your days a lot more meaning and purpose and accomplishment and achievement if you have those times structured and set out as well. So if you find that you are somebody that looks at your Um, list of things to do for the next day and feels a little overwhelmed, scheduling in the times can be something that helps you to feel a lot more organized and a lot less stressed because your brain's like, okay, it's cool. I might have 20 different things on there, but I've got my times and I know that that feels achievable for me now. And now I'm just going to try my best to stick to those times and run with that and see how I go. So you guys, that is your five ways to feel less overwhelmed this week. So planning your week on a Sunday or Monday, putting all of your appointments and things like that in, and then doing your to-do list. Setting your clothes out the night before is tip number two. And just as essentially thinking about what can I be preempting and doing? So my thought yesterday when I was doing my big Sunday reset, tidying the house and all of those things was, is this going to benefit future Amy? Is future me going to be grateful that I did this? And if the answer is yes, just do it. So set your clothes out the night before, maybe do a bit of a kitchen tidy, something that you can do the night before to help you to feel less overwhelmed the next day. Tip number three, say no to something this week. Tip number four, stop and breathe for 30 seconds each day. Maybe set a reminder in your phone if that's something that feels good. And tip number five, plan out your day the night before with times if that's something that's going to help you to feel less overwhelmed. Now, a few little extras, some ways to include some self-love and self-care into your days this week. Have some phone-free time in the mornings. I know I already spoke about that, but maybe you schedule in half an hour that you are just away from your phone and having that time for you in the mornings. I really encourage you to move your body this week in some way that feels good for you. So just thinking about what does it look like for me to move my body? What feels good? 
for me this week, eating some yummy and nourishing foods this week as well. So maybe doing some meal planning, maybe going and buying some healthy snacks, making some healthy snacks, prepping some healthy lunches for you, grabbing some ingredients that are easy to just grab and go. I know these things seem small, maybe a little insignificant. Maybe they seem like, oh yeah, I know that. Like I already know these things. Number one, how often is it that you do them? Number two, how often is it that you do them and actually be present with them and take on board the fact that every single time you focus on something like this, even if it seems small, even if it seems like a routine or a habit that you already have, you are actively taking the opportunity to choose to prioritize yourself by doing these things. And you want to be present with that and be grateful for that. The next one I have is writing out your gratitudes. So thinking about what am I grateful for and really starting to get that habit coming in because what we can do is we can really start to get caught up in that thinking pattern of like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy or like far out. There's so many things on and like, I'm just feeling a bit stressed or this has been going wrong or I'm feeling really overwhelmed with these things. What we can actively start to do is change the focus and change the pathways that we're really starting to focus on within our brains by bringing in that gratitude and appreciation means that we feel that not only in the moment, but that can start to have a, excuse me, a flow on effect to be bringing that gratitude and focus and appreciation into the general gist of how we're feeling during the days as well. So again, something that we can feel less overwhelmed and stressed with. Um, but really bringing in those nice, warm, fuzzy feelings. Actually, there is a recommendation that I have, which I think I've spoken about recently um, on this as well, but focusing on that gratitude and appreciation, let me just jump into Insight Timer and see if I can grab it for you. There is a um, meditation, which is totally free and it's in Insight Timer. Okay, here we go. It is, if you search... Either search Nathan Williams, he is the gentleman that runs this meditation. It's seven minutes, it's fully guided. You could even do this not sitting down with your eyes closed if you wanted to. I think I did mention that a few episodes ago as well. But the actual meditation itself is called Powerful Morning Meditation for Gratitude and Abundance. So send me a message over on Instagram if you'd like that link and I can send it directly to you. I will put it in the show notes, but the link for that is also over in the Glow Up Facebook group. So if you're not in the Facebook group already, come over and join. If you can't find it, the link is in my bio in my Instagram as well. So just click through that link and it'll take you straight through there and just search morning meditation in that Facebook group and the link will be there. Insight Timer is a totally free app. They do have a paid version, but I use the free option and it's so fantastic and that is such a beautiful meditation to just be present with yourself and to bring in those warm fuzzy feelings in literally seven minutes you guys it's so great okay I've got to go and get Ollie up for the day and get my day started I hope you have a beautiful beautiful Monday I hope you have a fantastic week whatever it is that you're doing if you have any questions of course as always please don't ever hesitate to get in contact with me and I will talk to you on Thursday for our Thursday episode if you liked this episode I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram you guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day I get such a big smile on my face thank you so much for hanging out with me today and I hope that you have gotten something from this episode if you want to hang out more you can search the nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group we're talking all things life love overwhelm and everything in between 
you can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.